Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of the Hockey Happenings Podcast. I'm Rick Wolfel. Joining me is Flyers Cup Committee President Eric Tai. It's time for the 45th edition of the Flyers Cup Tournament, which gets underway on Monday, March the 4th. Eric and I take a look at the tournament brackets. Eric, as you've been saying, it is go time. It's go time, Rick. It's go time. Flyers Cup Tournament number 45 getting started uh, a week from now. I know you've been revved up for this for months, <laughs> and now, now it's time. And um, the highlight of the season always, and there should be some outstanding hockey played over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's... Um like you said, the 40, 45th year, so it would be, you know, minus the, the COVID hiccup a few years ago. Um, this will be the, the 45th time that these, these trophies get raised to the best high school teams. Um, like, like I said on the selection show last night, Sunday night, that, um, you know, the number of teams are down. From last year, you know, it was four, 50 teams last year, and I think it's 41 or 40, 41. 41 this year. Um, you know, some of that has to do with doing away with the New Jersey-Delaware bracket, but that really only accounts for two teams because the other two teams that were in that bracket have been placed in, in AA and AAA respectively. Um, you know, a couple of the girls, there, there may have been eight girls teams in last year, and there's only five this year. So there's three, um, three more, and I think single A probably had 14 last year, maybe 15, and there's only 12. But uh, like I said on the selection show, we can't, we can't just put teams in there to put them in. Um, teams have had six months to prove their worth. I'll stick by my guns. I think we got it right. Let's take a look at uh, the bracket. We're going to take ladies first this year. Avangrove is the number one seed. They have the opening round by the play-in game, if you will, number four, Conestoga, number five, Lower Marion. The winner of that game will face Avangrove in a semi. The other semifinal, uh, number two, Downingtown West, number three, Westchester Henderson, and as was mentioned on the selection show, Downingtown West featuring one of the country's top female hockey players. So we'll let you take it from there. Yeah, um, Lower Marion. I think this is the first time the Lower Marion girls have been in. Um, then them and Conestoga, they've, they've worked hard all year. Avangrove has been the clear-cut number one in the girls' division all year. Um, they were in the finals last year. I'd be shocked if they weren't back in the finals this year. And then that that two three game, but that Downingtown West Henderson game should should be a dandy. And uh, I, don't, I can't say enough good things about Ava Thomas. Right? Um, I thought she was awesome on a selection show. Uh, You're understating the matter. And she was the, the her maturity level for her age, and and the things that she accomplished. And I think I think the best part, Rick, about that whole thing was anyone who watched the show. She didn't know that we had those pictures, so she saw those. She saw those pictures for the first time. Well, I'm sure she's seen them before, but she saw them while we were doing the show and, and sitting right next to her. I could, I could hear her under her breath and gasp, like, "Oh, wow, wow!" Where you know, and um, 
I don't know. I, I've never I've never been able to experience that, but to me, as a, a former hockey player and as a coach, there can't be a prouder thing in the world to have on a USA jersey with a gold medal wrapped around your neck and a flag on your shoulders. I mean, that's the epitome. That that That's it. I'd quit playing. The other part of that is what's the experience like, and obviously neither of us know, what's the experience like the first time you put that jersey on? Yeah, I mean, when she when she put it on, I, I, I flat out asked her. Well, first I asked her if she washed it. Um, and then, uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I can't imagine. Like, I just, I can't imagine. Um, and look, man, I, I that gold medal was heavy. <laughs> I held that gold medal. That was heavy. But more importantly, yours truly is going to the Olympics. I got a signed piece of paper that says so. <laughs> And there were witnesses, too. Yes, yes, there were. (laughs) Let's take a look at the single-A bracket. Uh, Westchester East going for their fourth Flyers Cup title in succession. As you mentioned uh, on the selection show, the single-A bracket uh, has been centered around the Westchester area for quite some time. With Westchester Ruston, now Westchester East going for four in a row. They get the opening round by in a bracket of 12. And what that is going to mean, I think, is a more competitive tournament because you look at the top four seeds getting buys and everybody else plays their way into the quarterfinals. But it's going to make for a more competitive tournament and the top four seeds are going to have to work to get to the semifinals and finals. Yeah, um, like I you know, we, we released the power rankings all year. Westchester East and Garner Valley have been one and two, you know, flip-flop back and forth. And um, this went down to the wire. Like we said on the, I said on the selection show that, you know, Friday night, you know, it came down to the last games, and the game's going to overtime, and then we have to talk, and then we have our formulas and, and whatnot. And, um, look, I, I don't think there's much difference between the one seed and the four seed. Like minimal, um, any four of those teams can win, um, and then you you have the lower Dolphins, you know, at five sitting there at five. Springfield's been coming on at six, and then Palmyra at seven. So again, I, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but as I said on the selection show, you got three of the top seven seeds are coming from Central Penn. Um, Hershey, as of late, has been playing playing the best out there. They probably have a sour taste in their mouth from last year. Um, you know, they made it to the finals. I'm sure they want to get it, get back at it. But, you know, Garnet Valley's really good. Marple Newtown's really good. Uh, Westchester East is really good. So, and even even the first round games, like the first round games, aren't going to be uh, patty cakes. You know, uh, that that Plymouth White Marsh Unionville game could be a dandy. The eight nine game. As well as the Palmyra Pancras game, um, they they're going to be two really good hockey games. You look at this as being maybe the most competitive bracket of the four in terms of balance. Um, Top to I, bottom. I, I, no, I don't. I, no, no, I don't. I I think that I think they're all all the brackets are competitive from top to bottom. I mean, it's um, there's less teams in this one, so it may be. It may be tougher, but um, 
then again, it may be easier because the one through four seeds have to play one less game too. So who knows? But the, the way it's stacked up, I mean, if if we thought double A would be more competitive with 14 or 12 teams, which believe me when I tell you, it came down to the last minute. I I did not think there was going to be 16 teams in any bracket this year. I I would have bet millions on it, and here we are, 16. So um, we'll see. We're going to do the Triple uh, A bracket next. LaSalle, the defending champion and the favorite. My own personal opinion is there's a bit of a gap between LaSalle and the rest of the bracket. I could be proven wrong. LaSalle will face the eighth seed, Perky Omen Valley, in the opening round. The other first-round games, number four, Holy Ghost Prep. Number five, Father Judge on that side of the bracket. On the other side, number two, Malvern Prep. Number seven, Devon Prep. And number three, St. Joseph's Prep. And number six, Elysianum, who moves over to AAA, or in fact back to it, because the New Jersey-Delaware bracket has been eliminated this year. And these games shape up as as being very competitive, and particularly uh, in the past where the APAC has dominated this bracket uh, this year, that may not be the case. No, I mean, hey, look, there's a good possibility that, again, it's going to be the four APAC teams in the semifinals, I think it's a better, better possibility there's not going to be four APAC teams. Um, you know, that, that Holy Ghost judge game is going to be one heck of a hockey game. Um, St. Joe's and Sleazy Adams is going to be one heck of a hockey game. Devon Prep, second year in existence, you know, against Malvern. It, it, it may be better off just picking names out of a hat to decide the winners of those games because – I'm not making it this call. That's how close these teams are. Like you said, LaSalle. LaSalle doesn't have an easy one either with Perk Valley. So that's um, – it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think Perky Omen Valley being in this bracket, they feel like they've got something to prove. I think the four non-APAC teams will all go in feeling that way, that they're considered maybe second-tier compared to the APAC schools, and they want to prove that they can – play with them and beat them yeah that, that's a fair that's a fair statement i would agree with that statement a little bit of a um a chip on their shoulder maybe hey look there that's i think you you put it that way i think that's accurate you know there's there was discussions that this may have been the first year that the apac teams weren't the seeds one through four i didn't think it was going to happen i thought maybe judge and Silesiana would have snuck into the top four but the season has to play out too so it is set up where it is, and let them play the games and made the best the best team win each one. We're going to look now at the double A bracket. This is the bracket that tends to get the most eyeballs on it. It certainly is a balanced bracket, and this year, I think for most of the year, you didn't think there would be sixteen teams in this bracket, but it's turned out that's going to be the case. I'm talking to you right now, and I still can't believe there's 16 teams in this bracket. It's on the paper in front of us, so I guess we're – and we the bracket was announced last night, so I guess it's going to go forward that way. Penn Ridge, a finalist last year against number 16, Ben Salem, a team that played in essentially a single-A divisional year, double-A, Flyers Cup eligible, and uh, stepped up and 
prove to the committee that they belong in the tournament. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't uh, didn't Ben Salem beat Penridge last year? I'm trying to remember. For you. The answer is yes, they did. It was the first or second game of, of Penridge coming off of the state championship, and, and Ben Salem beat them in Grundy. I suspect they will remember that. Who? Obviously better than Who? the Penridge. <laughs> they will both remember it. Yeah. Going down the rest of the bracket, Central Bucks East, the number eight seed. Downingtown East seeded nine. Downingtown West seeded four against number 13 Souderton, a team that at times has placed much better than a 13 seed. Number five, Haverford High. Number 12, North Penn. And there's something about Haverford High when they get to the Flyers' Cup. They are always dangerous. And there's so much hockey tradition around Haverford High, and that comes out of this time of the year. Yeah, they they started off like 1-4, 0-3 in that range. And um, I think since that point, they're like 14-1 with their only loss being a, a one-goal game to Boyertown like two Friday nights ago. Council Rock South, the second seed on this year's bracket. They're going to go against number 15, Spring Ford. Council Rock South, always dangerous in the Flyers' Cup and one of, I think, at least five teams that has a serious chance to win uh, this year. That will be an interesting first-round matchup. Number seven, Lower Mary. You only think five? I'm thinking the top five. I disagree. You're, go, you're going to disagree. We're going to let you sound off on that in just a moment. Number seven, Lower Marion. Good to see them in the Flyers' Cup in this bracket. Number 10, Cherokee. Won the Flyers' Cup a few years ago. Number three, Boyertown. A team that you've told me all year long is very, very dangerous. Against number 14, Pensbury. Number six, Central Buck South. Number 11, Avon Grove. The floor is yours. <laughs> you say five. I mean, and this is taking nothing away from, from any teams. I can see anyone from nine, from Downingtown East up winning from nine to one. I think that's how close it is. Um, if you look at this bracket, and if it holds, if it holds chalk, right? You're looking at Penridge and CB East. Um, they'll be playing this week in the semifinals, but everyone knows that score will be tainted. Um, but they tied during the regular season, and then you could have Downingtown West and Haverford <sighs> toss up, Rock South and Lower Marion and then Boyer Town and Central Buck South if it holds chalk. Uh, one thing that, that one of the committee guys said when we we're finishing this up, we allow for two-hour ice slots for these games. And um, the rate that Downingtown West and Satterton can score goals in that first-round game, I think it's a four-versus-13, um, two hours might not be enough for that one, the way those two teams can score goals. Um, that, that will... That will be a goal fest. It's going to be fascinating stuff. And as the, the bracket moves along, and we talk about this every year, what is if it allows a team to make 
a long run in this tournament. And my theory is, I used to say having a hot goaltender. Maybe that isn't quite as important, being hot as far as making the saves that you should. Not letting in bad goals, that's not quite the same thing. Uh, The other part of that is not taking foolish, you would say dumb, penalties. Asinine, stupid. I have a whole plethora of words I can use. I know. I don't know how many of them you'll beep out, but... um, No, this is a a podcast. We're not governed by Um, certain regulations. Yeah, it's 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 um, look. There's there's a couple of factors. If you're a team that has a bunch of young guys and and you win one or two games and you have to come out and play in front of a full house, which some of these kids may have never done, it can get intimidating. Especially if you have to go on the road to do it. Um, if you're going to take stupid penalties, you're going to lose. Like you said, you did, uh, a goalie who makes the saves he's supposed to make. Is key, but getting a hot goalie who stands on his head surely helps. Um, and then, and then you have the teams that are battle tested, right? So you have the you have the the Penridge team that that won the Flyers Cup and the state championship two years ago, made it to the finals last year, number one seed this year. They're, they're battle tested. Those a lot of those kids are still there. They know what it takes. You know, Rock South has been in the finals uh, and the semifinals. They're battle tested. Haverford High's been to the finals, the semifinals. So they're battle tested. Um, it's uh, you know, and it's the same. It's, it's the same in every at every level. Westchester East. I don't. I don't know. Is there a team who's more battle tested than Westchester East? Maybe LaSalle. I mean, Westchester Reese has done everything that you can do for the last three or four years. Those, those kids are battle tested. They know what what it takes to win. The other part of being battle tested, or this goes along with it, knowing how to deal with adversity. Your team lets in a bad goal. If there's a bad bounce, you don't score a goal. An official misses a call that maybe you think he should have made. Dealing with that adversity and dealing with it. In that Flyers Cup environment where you've got a full house a lot of the time, where there's a lot of emotion in the air, how well does your team deal with that when things don't go well? Right, and and I think more importantly than that, Rick, is like, yeah, all these teams, majority of these teams are going to finish their playoffs this week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know, if they lose – they know that they have the Flyers Cup next week, right? So it's not – obviously, they want to win their league championships, but it's not season over. Then you get to the Flyers Cup, and that's it. It's winner go home at that point. Like, one bad bounce can cost you. One stupid penalty can cost you. Your season's over. Like, the uh, what do they say? that The, the price of poker raises um, – you know, everyone says the speed in the regular season is at one place, and then when you get into the playoffs, the speed and the um, everything else picks up a bit. And then when you get into the Flyers Cup, the pace, the speed, the intensity, it all picks up again. Look, there's what did we say? Forty-three, forty-one, forty-one teams. Forty-one teams. What's forty-one minus four? Thirty-seven. 
37 teams are ending their season with a loss. That's, that's stark reality if I ever heard it. 37 teams are ending their season with a loss. Only four teams are going to win their last game. And and even not, you know, the girls will be that it, but the three boys teams will then have to play in the state championships and they still have a possibility to end their season on a loss. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. As I say, every year we're going to clean sweep the West in the States. I don't care what teams are playing. But, I mean, that's that's a harsh reality. 37 out of the 41 teams are ending their season on a loss. The highlight of all this or the part that maybe resonates most strongly, playing in front of your classmates, in front of family, friends, your community. Nothing against club hockey. We're not attacking club hockey here. But that is something the club version of a sport simply can't replicate. The atmosphere that you get in the building for a Flyers Cup game is something that is impossible to duplicate. There's nothing better. Like You've been there. I've been there. We see it. We, we see like on finals nights where – if it's a double A, triple A, double header final, thousand people for the first first game, thousand people for the second game. You can't walk, you can't move. It's loud. It's just there's no there's no other atmosphere like it. It's um, but that's what we do this for, right? We do it for the kids. We want we want to show off the kids. Um, we want to showcase the kids, and there's no way. To, no better way to do it than doing it in front of their, their classmates and in some cases, a lot of cases, the school administrators and whatnot. So, you know, as much as we want the, the fans to to show up and fill the buildings and have fun, you know, there's a whole other token where you need to be well-behaved too. Um, you know, we like the, the raucous crowd, but there's a line. There's a line, and hopefully no one crosses that line. It's going to be a lot of fun next week and the week after, and we are looking forward to it. And uh, while we have the opportunity, our thanks to um, a lot of people, um, our ring partners, the Flyers organization, which it's obvious this doesn't happen without them. It was their efforts that got this tournament started 45 years ago, and uh, their support is invaluable as it continues. Yeah, and I think something else that's fun, if you heard us talk on a selection show, Mike said that his his best night is the, the first or the second night when it's like the first round games. In this case, it'll be the third or the fourth. My my favorite night is the, will be Thursday the 7th, you know, for the double A and the – I can say that now because I have the paper in front of me, the double A and the single A – uh, quarterfinals, but going back to teams losing, right? So we're going from 41 teams on March 4th. By the end of the night on March 7th, there'll be two, four, six, eight, thirteen teams left. Sounds that's, right. That I mean, that's it's boom. Like we we do a lot in a little bit of time obviously there's certain days we can't play because we we need the club teams to be able to practice with their club teams and still do games so yeah it seems like we we jam it all in the first week because we can and then it spaces out a little bit but uh 
you know, those, those, you know, I said the Thursday the 7th will be my favorite night because that's when, you know, you get to the semi, you get down to the semifinals. But uh, there's nothing better. Like, I'll, whatever rink I'll be in, I'll, I'll have my computer, my laptop, and uh, my iPad, and I'll be sitting somewhere watching the game live, and I'll, I'll be bouncing around on the YouTube channel or Flyers Cup YouTube channel watching all the other games too, so. It'll be a lot of fun. Eric, thanks for your help all year, and uh, we look forward to working with you uh, during the tournament. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's, it's go time, right? This is all the hard stuff's done. Um, we did everything we thought we could do, and now it's time for the uh, now it's time for the kids to put on the show of all shows. That's this edition of the Hockey Happenings Podcast. For Eric Tai, my name is Rick Wolfel. We thank you for joining us.